His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. A local little girl needs our prayers. After many tests and a biopsy, doctors confirm that Georgia May has high-risk stage 4 neuroblastoma. The cancer is spread to her bone marrow, and it's likely in other areas of her body as well. And this song that you've probably heard on his radio has provided the family with much-needed encouragement. The family definitely believes in miracles. They even posted this video of Georgia May singing Elisa Turner's song, Miracles. This was weeks before her diagnosis that she was singing that in the backseat of her parents' car. Mm. But it's a faith they're really clinging to now. Uh, Georgia May has been in the hospital for several weeks. I think she just passed her one month um, of being in the hospital. She's lost her hair. She continues to fight. And uh, if you want to send encouragement to the family, we've got that address ready. All you need to do is text the word miracles to us to 800-447-7234. Text that word miracles and we'll give you uh, the latest prayer request that the um, family has posted on their Facebook page, as well as the address where you can mail things to them. Yeah, coming up after eight o'clock this morning, around 8.30, we're gonna connect up with the family. Georgia May's dad, Tyler, is gonna be along with us. And I hope that you can catch that time. We'll have the cameras up and going. You'll see it on his radio TV, Apple, Roku, uh, The Echo Show, and others, where you can see something very special that'll happen for the family at that time. So thank you for praying. And as we continue to think about Georgia May and the battle that she's in right now, it's a strong one. We're going to believe in a miracle along with Georgia May and Tyler, Tyler and the entire family. Because there is miracles that happen today. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Try it, buy it, what should you do? Why not ask his morning crew? It's a crew review, it's a crew review, it's a crew review. Dear his morning crew, I bring my lunch to work and every time I seem to leave my silverware, most of my forks are at the office and my daughter loses hers at school. I'd buy plastic silverware, however, it's bad for the environment. I'm going broke over forks. Julie. Well, Julie, if you're concerned about the environment, listen to this. By year 2050, the world's population will reach nearly 10 billion, and there will be more plastic waste in the ocean than fish. Oh. So there's this company called 2050 Cutlery. It uh, They made this silverware out of an innovative material that won't stick around after you're done using it. Fork is made of 100% natural grain and water, is 100% biodegradable, and is made using airflow mold technology, which means it is 0% harmful to the environment from start to finish. Oh, and it's made right here in the USA. So 2050 Cutlery, they're currently available for pre-order on Kickstarter. So for $10, you can get a pack of 24 utensils, and they sent us some to try. So we have some food. I have yogurt, and you have jerky which isn't something you would normally eat with no. a <laughs> knife and fork but. but i need something to cut with and this is pretty thick beef jerky it's not the type you get in the store it looks like a block of like a candy bar do you think you're gonna be able to cut through it with this i'll see so the cutlery by the way kind of looks like cardboard mm -hmm. would you say or a cracker yeah it almost <laughs> looks like you can eat the thing but you can't 
or can you? Uh, well, I mean, it's made of natural green and she, water. Allison <laughs> is licking her spoon. <laughs> is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know. So I'm trying to... It's not the easiest to cut hmm. with, I will be honest. So I'm trying to cut this. Oh! oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Rob. I'm sorry. I broke my fork. <laughs> mm, maybe we should have given you some softer food. I guess. The spoon works great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if I can still try to. The cutting is, I just broke the, the knife. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to eat. To, in this defense, though, I think you would have broken a plastic knife and fork as well. Mm. Don't you think? It does stick in it. <laughs> now you dropped your jerky. Now my, it's all. I got to clean it off. <sighs> well, I don't know if this will be hitting the marketplace or not because so far they've reached $705 towards their $30,000 goal. So we're not quite sure on that, but... Um, it's interesting. I mean, I feel like eating with this utensil would take off all my lipstick if I was wearing lipstick. Really? It's kind of ah. rough. It's a rough oh, texture. Really? Mm-hmm. So, okay. I don't know. So, don't use it with steak. Yeah. And have something very soft. Noodles. <laughs> Just about. Noodles, yogurt. Yeah. That sort of thing. There you go. So, well, <laughs> I broke it again. Okay, and I eat, wasn't even trying. Try eating that. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's eating his utensil. No. No? Not meant to be eaten. Not meant to be eaten. <laughs> wow. Thank okay. you for trying. Well, you know. I gave in the peer pressure. Did you notice that? You gave in very quickly, I can't too. believe I did that. Well, that's the crew review on this whatever it is. I'm going to go wash my jerky off. His morning crew. I was really sad to hear about the passing of Senator John McCain. What a life he lived. I took some time last night to read his first-person account of the five and a half years he spent as a POW in Vietnam. So he was flying a mission when he describes torpedoes that look like telephone poles flying through the air. Mm. And one of those took out the wing of his airplane. So he did the only thing he could do and he ejected himself from the plane, but the force of that broke his arms and one of his legs. He passed out, he came to, he was underwater, 50 pounds of gear pushing him to the bottom of a lake. He managed to come back up to the top only to be captured. And here's something powerful he wrote about his time in captivity. I was finding that prayer helped. It wasn't a question of asking for superhuman strength or for God to strike the North Vietnamese dead. It was asking for moral and physical courage, for guidance and wisdom to do the right thing. I asked for comfort when I was in pain and sometimes I received relief. I was sustained in many times of trial. And after a few years of in captivity, he and other POWs decided they would have a showdown with their captors over church. So he wrote, this was an important issue for us. It also was a good one to fight them on. So we went ahead and held church. Mm. The men that were conducting the service were taken out of the room immediately. And we began to sing hymns in loud voices and the Star Spangled Banner. Can you imagine that moment? Yeah. And finally, on March 14th, 1973, he was released. 
He had missed so much in those five and a half years, both with his family and things that happened in America, American history. But he emerged, as Hemingway wrote, stronger in the broken places. John McCain wrote about this experience, I had a lot of time to think over there and came to the conclusion that one of the most important things in life, along with a man's family, is to make some contribution to his country. And he certainly did. Absolutely. Oh, my word. And to sit there and be strong in the middle of all of that and say, we're just going to have church Mm -hmm. and we're going to sing hymns and we're going to be proud of our country and how prayer brought him through all that from being shut down in the water. And I'm sure as he was held captive, prayer was a part of his life. You know, there were several times where they offered to release him and he refused because he believed that the men that were caught before him should be released before him. Mm. And he didn't think that would be fair. He could have walked out of there uh, months, even years earlier, and he didn't. Thought of others first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amazing. Now, it makes me think about you and your life and how prayer brought you through something. We saw what happened with uh, Senator John McCain and what Allie was telling us, but what about you? When did prayer get you through a trying time? What was that trying time? Rob, Allison, and Jim. As Allie was sharing some of Senator John McCain's story on how prayer got him through as a POW and even stood his ground in having church while he was a POW, just makes you think about prayer and how effective it is in your life. And when God did use prayer in your life to get you through a trying situation. That's our conversation this morning at 800-447-7234. For Gina, she says, prayer and me fully giving myself to God completely got me through a terrible divorce. Mm. I found God again and it saved me. It's amazing, Gina. We're hearing from Beth as well. What happened for you, Beth? How did prayer get you through a trying time? Seven years ago, my son has just turned two years old and he got burned severely. Prayer has definitely been able to get me through that, um, through all the surgeries that he's been through over the years, knowing that God is going to use him as a testimony as he gets older. And at two years old, going through what he went through, how is he today? He is actually doing good. He's 10. He's um, he's back in public school. We had to homeschool for a while. Um, he's back in public school. Um, still having surgeries once a month, but he is doing great. God is using him and his story to be able to witness to those that we come in contact with at the Burn Center. And he's just been able to keep a smile on his face through everything. It's just been, a, been amazing. How many surgeries has he had? Over the years, all in all, I would probably say we're close to about 300 surgeries or more. Yeah, and I, there's no way, there's no way that I could have done this without God on my side and knowing that he's in control. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Senator John McCain just passing away over the weekend, and you're going to see a lot about his life in the days to come. One of the things that really stood out to us, and Allie was pointing this out earlier, was how prayer, when he was a POW and with the plane wreckage, got him through that most trying time in his life. And so we started to think about how prayer has been a part of your life and how it got you through a trying time at 800-447-7234. Lisa texted us and she said in 2008, she was 42 years old with two babies. She went in for a simple surgery and she had a bronchial spasm on the operating table and and a heart attack. They had to trach me to bring me back alive, she says. When I came to a couple days later, I couldn't talk because of the trach. 
That's when I reached out to God and I prayed for God to please let me raise my children and my life has never been the same. I'm a changed person. I'm so grateful, blessed, and I totally rely on praying. That's amazing, Lisa. Mm. We're hearing from Mandy as well. What's your story, Mandy? So in 2014, my husband and I sadly lost our two-month-old baby girl. Um, suffocated on the bumper guard in her crib. Otherwise, healthy, beautiful, completely blessed daughter. My husband and I have been married just over a year. Um, he was new to Christianity where I wasn't, but it was no doubt in my mind that God and prayer and our ever struggling need for God was fulfilled in that trying time. And it's continually filled. I mean, it's been four years and we still have hard days and you can just feel God's presence all around you. I couldn't imagine making it through what you've been through and how you could do it without prayer. I don't, I firmly don't believe it is possible. I really don't. And because of it, my husband is a police officer. I work in the health field. Um, we are in the process of becoming foster parents and we have two more children at home. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Times when you had to stand in prayer during a trying time. There's some amazing stories that are coming in at 800-447-7234. You know, one thing I couldn't help but wonder is after five and a half years in imprisoned in this um, PO, as a POW, he wasn't the same person. So like he couldn't have lived the life that he lived as a leader and as a father and a husband mm. without having gone through that. But how horrible was that? But none of us would choose to go through something like that, obviously. Right. And um, Hemingway described it as stronger in the broken parts. And that's definitely true for John McCain because he came out stronger and used that pain in a way to help people throughout his life. So it's really yeah. fascinating. We're hearing from uh, Jessica as well, who has stood in prayer during a trying time in her life. My son was born at 36 weeks, not too early, but he was a hypoxic delivery. Um, so he was born with um, acute kidney and liver failure. He had to, and he also had a rare form of stress ulcers in his belly that caused him to bleed internally. So at two days old, we had to go into surgery to repair the ulcers that were bleeding. He was in the NICU for about a month, um, but through the whole time, we probably had over 500 people praying for him um, between churches and Facebook. I had people I didn't even know adding me on Facebook just to follow his story, but it absolutely glorified God in all of it because he came out um, perfect. He came out with no medications, um, no kidney problems, no liver problems. He made a full recovery. The surgery went great, and he is a happy two-year-old little boy now and rambunctious as ever. You could never tell besides the little scar on his belly that Aww. he never had any problems. That says <laughs> something about your strength and your faith in Christ. You you didn't waver. You stayed strong. It was the most hardest thing that I've ever been through in my life, but God absolutely pulled me through it. There was no way I could do it without him, and um, he really showed out when it came to my son. I think that'll serve you well as you continue the journey of motherhood. Because <laughs> there are going to be a yes. lot more times where you need prayer to get you through. Yes, ma'am, you are, you are absolutely correct. More than just pretty voices. Did you know John McCain spent five and a half years as a POW in Vietnam? He was His airplane was shot down by a torpedo that he said looked like a telephone pole flying through the air. 
Uh, he almost drowned. He, he came to at the bottom of a lake, ended up coming up to the surface only to be captured. Uh, such an amazing life that he lived. But while he was in captivity, he says, I was finding that prayer helped. He asked for moral and physical courage. He prayed for guidance and wisdom to do the right thing. He says, I asked for comfort when I was in pain and sometimes I received relief. I was sustained in many times of trial. I tell you, getting on your knees really does do something when you just open up the communication lines between you and God. And this morning we have some beautiful stories that have been shared of people that had to use prayer to get through a trying time and how it helped. Just like Tammy. Tammy's along with us with her story. What is it, Tammy? My dad, not one time, but twice, he had an aortic aneurysm that ruptured in 2000 and then this past April. And by man's report, it was only going to be like a 3% chance of him making it because he's this past time, he's 77 years old. I didn't repeat. I didn't believe the report of man. I believed the report of the Lord, and he came through. Was a miracle, and he actually was the talk of the hospital at the time. They were saying, "That's a miracle man right there." And I even told the doctor in the beginning, you know, when he was telling me all the bad news, I said, God's going to get us through this. If it's his time, he'll go. If not, we'll be talking to you later. And uh, prayer through my church, I mean, I posted on Facebook. I had friends from all over praying, and it was that prayer that got me through that trying situation with my dad. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We have Tyler Webb joining us live. His little girl needs your prayers right now. We really want to rally around four-year-old Georgia May. She has high-risk stage four neuroblastoma. She's at UNC Chapel Hill. Tyler, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to talk with us and catch us up on how she's doing this morning. It's no problem. Yeah, no, you've been going through a whirlwind and you're in and out of the hospital. You're joining us at work this morning, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, I'm I'm at the hospital here this morning with them. Um, I was scheduled to work yesterday, but obviously, you know, spent spent the day here at the hospital. So, we, yeah, like you said, it's definitely been a whirlwind. It's been a, a crazy roller coaster the past several weeks, to say the least. So. We were just inundated with people messaging us about Georgia May's story and especially sharing this precious video of her in the backseat of your car singing Elisa Turner's song, Miracles. Tyler, it looks to me, Tyler, it looks to me like you're the one in the front seat there as she was in the back seat singing. What was that moment like? It's just, it's hard to explain. I mean, as a parent, you know, you love to hear your babies sing like that, especially a song like that. But, um, you know, it's hard to listen to that song now without hearing, you know, my little girl singing off key in the back seat. What does that song mean to you personally? Miracles with Alicia Turner. Um, you know, I think it's just a, a good reminder, you know, you, you there's all, all the stories in the Bible about all the miracles God's performed, you know, and you, you know, you hear all the stories, uh, you know, in, in today about the miracles that God's performed. You know, I mean, how many stories have you heard about someone who, you know, got the news that they had cancer and then two weeks later they get a scan and the cancer's gone. I think it's just a good, um, a good reminder, you know, that God is still the same God he was before and he, you know, it's still in control and still has the ability to, uh, to perform miracles. Yeah, that's so true. You know, Elisa Turner, who is the one who did that song, caught wind of Georgia May 
and your story and what your family is going through. And she has this special message to give to you right now. Hi, Georgia May. Uh, well, I've heard you're a big fan of me, but that's so funny because I'm a huge fan of you. I saw a video of you singing the song Miracles in the Car. And uh, first of all, you have a beautiful voice. And I also heard your story that you are, are fighting a very brave battle. I'm proud of you all to you know that Jesus is fighting with you and for you. And I'd like to sing this song back to you over you as prayer. going through your mind uh it's just i don't know man it's it's hard to say it's it's crazy you know that um some you know a family like us a little girl like georgia you know is already already able to have the uh you know this amount of outreach and this amount of you know awareness is being brought to everything it's just it's crazy how god is already using my little girl you know for a greater good and a, a bigger message than, than what we're seeing here today so how can we specifically be praying for you and Georgia May? Um, just, you know, pray for strength, pray for peace, um, you know, calmness in the hospital rooms. Um, Georgia's already, you know, being very strong, but, um, you know, I, I constantly pray that, that God would just ease her mind and calm her spirit and obviously, you know, pray for healing and things like that. So. Oh, we want to do that right now. Father, in Jesus' name, what a precious family, the Webb family, and the journey that they are going through right now. Tyler is an amazing dad in my book. I mean, he he's spending countless many hours being there with his daughter and on his knees in prayer and knowing that a miracle can take place for his four-year-old baby with this cancer. And so, Father, we pray for strength. We pray for peace. God, that we pray for those uh, nights that just seem like they're restless, that there is calmness. And Father, thank you for your healing touch for Georgia May right now. We do believe in a miracle today. Father, thank you that you've given us the opportunity to share the story so that thousands can pray with Tyler and the Webb family right now for Georgia May. I believe a miracle is going to take place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you, Tyler. There, there have been so many people that have been reaching out to his radio, wanting to see how they can encourage you. Actually, when people text the word miracles to 800-447-7234, you'll be able to reach out to a Tyler and Georgia May and the family right there. So that's just one word, miracles at 800-447-7234. Tyler, we love you, man. Thank you, man. We are praying big time and believing in a miracle today. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Allison just mentioned last week pumpkin. Mm hmm. And now my house smells like it. Oh, really? Because Amy bought this air thing that you plug into a plug, and now the whole house smells like pumpkin. Mmm, delicious. Ugh. And you know what today is, right? I thought it was tomorrow. It's pumpkin spice eve. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, the PSL thing tomorrow. The PSL comes back tomorrow. Well, you do know what's happening in three days, don't you? What? College football. Yay. <laughs> Wait, what? College? I said college football. Yay. <laughs> okay, so there's not that much excitement, but maybe you. What, what, what? If you were to pick between one or the other, is it this the pumpkin? Or the college football at 800-447-7234. There are texts coming in already. Yeah, Teresa texted, since I've been eating pumpkin spice Cheerios for a week already, I'm totally taking the PSL side. I have to say my wife bought that too. Oh, are they good? You haven't tried them. I have. You did? Yeah, I wanted to see, and I'm not a fan. Really? Yeah. I like the pumpkin pie. I don't know why I don't like the cherries. Hmm. But everybody has a different palate, of course. That's right. Okay, Alton's, uh, Alton, how about Elton? Elton's joining in. Elton, what do you say? Is it the PSL or is it the football? I football all the way because I can get pumpkin spice almost any time year round now, especially at the the non-chain coffee shops. Can't you watch football anytime? No. There's a season for There's, football. Aren't there like scrimmages or something? El- or like, Elton, I mean, pregame Elton, stuff? Elton, you need to school the girl. I'm telling you, you can, you can find pumpkin spice uh, cream all the time at uh, Walmart year-round now. Mm-hmm. And you go to a non-chain coffee shop and you can find pumpkin spice still on the shelf. But the football, you can't beat the football. Can't beat the football. Mm. So we got one for pumpkin and one for football. There you go. If we were to be voting this morning, that would be it, right? Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. After all the sad news over the weekend, I'm glad that we're able to at least look up a little bit and brighten things up some over a debate between football and the PSL that comes out this week. Woo! They're like a day away. Now, okay, what did she say in woo about? <laughs> Football? Well, yeah, you know which one my heart yeah. belongs to. Tomorrow, the PSL for Allie. <laughs> I'm into the football. How about you at 800-447-7234? Got a text from Steven I wanted to share with you. Can we all agree to disagree over a cup of apple cider? There you go, Steven. <laughs> I like apple cider. <laughs> yeah, that works, and I do too while I'm watching football. Okay, so Megan, how about you? Is it the PSL or is it the football? It's football, definitely. I can't do pumpkin. Like, pumpkin seeds are fine, but everything else is like, ugh, no. <laughs> What's your team? Clemson. What kind of pumpkin-flavored <laughs> things have you tried? Um, I've tried pumpkin pie. I've tried the pumpkin spice latte. I've tried, like, my parents are big fans of pumpkin, so they're like, oh, just try it, just try it. And I'm like, eh. It's gross. Yeah, see, Allie's trying to convert you. Nope, it's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. All right. All right. I'll let you have your football. <laughs> Rob, Allison, and Jim. For counting every season, as you just heard in the song, and the season this week is two things. The PSL and college football. Why do you say PSL? Because like it's, it's not a big deal. No. It is a big deal. Yeah. The college pump- football is the big deal. The pumpkin spice latte. Well, we got a text from Tina, and she would beg to differ. She says, pumpkin coffee, pumpkin bread, and pumpkin cheesecake over any football game for me. For real? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then we're hearing from Katie, and this is what Katie has to say. Katie, please. Is it PSL, or is it the football? I, well, I am not. don't feel too terribly strongly about either, but I don't like pumpkin, so I'm going to go with, and I grew up in Nebraska, so I'm going to have to go with football. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, and I grew up in Nebraska when um, Eric Crouch won the Heisman and everything, so football mania was a real thing, and 
I mean, it still is. If you live in Nebraska, you got to love beef corn and football. So. I'm curious because Allie's from Iowa. Is that the case for Iowa? Uh, not in my family. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have some friends who were all about the Huskers. Oh, yeah. I don't. It's not like a family thing. It's just like a Nebraska thing. That's why the Lincoln Stadium is filled to capacity for every game for years now, even though the Huskers aren't doing that well, haven't been doing that well. Like, football mania is huge. Like, we played touch football at recess. Like, that was just football is what you do. We did social studies during football week. During football season, we would get a worksheet at the beginning of the week about where, and then we'd research the team that we were going to be playing the end of that week. Wow, that's extreme. That is. That's something else. School gets involved in it. Alley School, you mm-hmm. Iowa, they do the same thing. Uh, you're asking the wrong person. You don't remember? Did you? Were you homeschooled? <laughs> No, no, I mean, I just wasn't into it. Yeah, then you would never remember all that <laughs> yeah, stuff exactly. in social studies. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't my thing. Okay, I get it. She's PSL, can you tell? <laughs> I was born that way. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Now's the time of the morning where we pause everything to pray and thank God and lift up special needs that have come into our prayer line. Our prayer line is always available to you 24-7. That number is 866 866- 987 pray you can call or text at any time i hope you would join us in praying for a need that selena has what is that selena i was calling in this morning because um i got a little bit of sad news oh no i found out that uh my children's old elementary school principal went home and she passed away in her sleep that's so sad to hear we actually spoke the other morning i had called and my son had called and you guys had put him on the air i remember that selena i was kind of fighting with how to tell him this horrible sad news i mean it's not horrible because she went home to god yeah but um the fact that he was very close to her uh, i didn't want to tell him in the morning when i found out so i waited till the evening and he was really sad how's he doing now he's okay he just said that he keeps thinking about her which is understandable but i told him she's in a better place and she's better off than all the rest of us. True that. And she's in paradise now. You know, I just wanted to know if at some point in time you guys can play the song Home because I know that's where she went because she was a great person and she did many wonderful things and she was a principal in that school for 18 years. What was the principal's name? Her name was Felicia Locklear. Father, we pray for Felicia Locklear's family. I mean, the funeral is going to be happening here real soon. She just passed away in her sleep. I think a lot of people would desire that, that if we have to go at any time, that we just fall asleep and then wake up in heaven. Boy, what a wonderful gift that this Principal Locklear had to wake up in heaven after she fell asleep. But Father, there is this void that is left behind at the school and everybody's life that was just so close to her, her family, her friends, past students and parents of those students like Zelina and her son. I'm so grateful for Zelina and her son because they care so much for this principal that we're praying for the principal's family right now, Principal Locklear. And Father, thank you that you are with them. And what a great reminder that Father, when this life is all said and done for us, that there is a place with Jesus in our heart as Lord and Savior that we can go, and that is heaven. That is the ultimate home that we have. Father, for others who have passed away over the weekend, we hear about Neil Simon and Senator John McCain and families that are just grieving right now. God, thank you for lifting them up 
their families and their friends. And, and Father, for the one who is praying along with us this morning, maybe there's some kind of great loss in their life. Maybe it doesn't have to be a loved one or a friend who passed away, but something that they're grieving over, no matter what that is, God, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are with them to give them peace, to give them comfort, to give them joy in the middle of a very trying time. And we thank you, God, for what you are going to do in their life today. Thank you for that peace and comfort, for it is in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Amen. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You know, Minneapolis has this marketing company that's offering employees a week home, a week at home, to help adjust to the new pets. Hmm. So they're calling this, this is what the CEO calls this, a um, a fraternity. Her name is Nina Hale. She's the CEO of Donna Robertson, and she spearheaded the idea. So she and one of her employees were just on the local news at WCCO talking about the whole fraternity. Having Bentley understand, hey, outside is where I go to the bathroom was a big deal. Also, him understanding where he sleeps at night and uh, his place in the house, that was really crucial. We really wanted to focus on what would make their life better, what would enrich their family time, what would make for a, you know, a better day-to-day -day living, working environment for them. So you got the fraternity leave. Hmm. Just like that. That's a pretty nice perk. It's a very nice perk. You know, she's pretty progressive. She has work-from-home days every single month. So you just work from home, don't even have to go into the office. Uh, a week between Christmas and New Year's Day, the whole office is closed down. She has summer Fridays year-round, which means you just leave early. On Friday? On Fridays, cool. yeah. Yeah, on the final day of work. So, And now she's got the fraternity leave. Because puppies are a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, any dog, really, that you welcome into your home for the first time, it takes, you know, there's an adjustment period. Yeah. My sister and her family are about to get a new puppy. Oh. And my brother-in-law is really worried about things getting scratched and chewed on. And she's like, well, don't worry about it because it's going to happen. So you may as well just accept the fact that some things are going to get ruined. Yeah, to make sure the remotes are really high. Yep. So they don't get chewed up and everything else. Yep. Put away your shoes. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it reminds me, never get a puppy again. Oh, but they're so sweet and cuddly. They, they look sweet and cuddly, but oh, my. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I don't know how many people you know that are nuts over Oreo cookies. That's like their thing. They got to have an Oreo cookie. There's two new flavors coming out. Ooh. Yeah. Do tell. Yeah. Hot chicken wing. Uh, Oreo, hot chicken wing, and wasabi uh, in China. Oh. Yeah. So you got to do a lot of traveling. You got to head over to China. Both the flavors are like going to be really hits. It's recommended you even have a glass of milk not to dip your wasabi or hot chicken wing Oreo cookie into, but to drink afterwards because it's really spicy Oreo cookies. Mm. I can't decide which one sounds less least appetizing. Wasabi? <laughs> that was bad grammar. I think Hot the chicken. chicken I mean, chicken and Oreo? Mm -hmm. Ew. Have you ever had wasabi? Yeah. But you have to say it right. What? It's wasabi. Wasabi. That's right. Yo, wasabi. I feel like a commercial now. Yeah. Somebody calls you and go, wasabi. Wasabi. I'm sorry.